0: hi there welcome to the way beyond words podcast hosted by me peter j ryan and abel z each week you will be dropping in a conversation of ours about the techniques psychology and philosophy of experiential focusing and our favorite philosopher eugene Genlin. thanks for joining us so this is a solo podcast today no abel we got some heavy rains going and um, they weren't able to make the trip over to the experience studio. So here I am in this uh, half-underground studio looking up at the rain in the nighttime. It's pretty nice. And today, I'd like to talk a little, a very little, about um, ways to use focusing in a clinical setting, specifically In one's first counter with a new patient, with a new client. And I'm just going to talk about what I do, because I've not taken even an informal survey of what other people do. But I'm just going to go through my steps and we'll leave it at that. And maybe we'll pick up on it on a later podcast. So, one of the first things is, is I meet the person, I've spoken to them on the phone, they come in and they sit down. I ask them how can I help them? And my intention, if I have any intention, it's to avoid getting a whole cascade of facts about a situation. I don't want a, a whole history. I don't want a whole lot of details to assemble into a story. Instead, what I try to notice when I ask, you know, how how can I help you? Is that do they they tell a story that's really emblematic of the situation? Um, are there just bits and pieces, and are they jumping around? You know, is that because they're they're anxious, or it's a new situation that they're catching up with, and their experience is really fragmented, or do they have this kind of cooler, more detached third-person perspective on what's happening to them? And each of these require A different kind of attention. I use the same approach, but they—you'll see that they require a different kind of attention. So, every once in a while, someone will come in and tell a really good story. That's so rare that someone comes into therapy with a solid narrative, an interesting story that actually has structure. Usually, when people have a story about a situation, that means that they've dealt with it for good or for bad but it means it's a pretty settled case for them if they have a pretty finished story. So if I do meet somebody who comes in for help and they can tell me a good story about what they're worried about, I just wonder, well, why do they need me? They already have their story. It's pretty airtight. That's Mm -hmm. very rare. What's more frequent are the other two, not that this is an exhaustive list, but the other two are so common that they're worth Paying attention to. One is a person who tells a lot of bits and pieces of a situation. Um, they draw different parts of the, the timeline when it happened. Um, they tell one part of it and it has a very low kind of intensity, and another part and it's very intense. It's very bits and pieces. And um, when I notice that, I think, oh, this is someone who's really going to benefit from a focusing approach. They really can use being centered in their body, noticing how they feel becoming more intuitive, um, slowing down, learning to respect and enjoy how they actually feel about a situation. People who come in with bits and pieces, they um, benefit a lot from some help and slowing down and help in me helping them structure their experience. And focusing is, is really great for that. The other one where someone kind of tells the story from a 10,000 10, foot point of view, as if it's not even their own story, as much as they might need focusing and as much as they might need my help to get centered in their own experience and speak directly from what they're feeling and experiencing, what they sense in their body, what they feel in their heart and in their gut, In their shoulders and their lower back. Folks with that really locked in third person perspective um, take a long time to get used to and to trust speaking of their own experience as if it's happening to them. So, for all of these people, but in particular the last two people who speak in bits and pieces and people who speak from the third person perspective, um, I will use my own felt sense, my own feeling in my heart or my stomach to say, oh, this part's pretty interesting. And I'll focus on that Well, I'll pay attention to that. I'll say, so this thing that happened right here, you know, when uh, that near miss with the car accident, and then you were late for work, how does that feel right now for you? Most people will go immediately to how it felt then, say when the car accident was happening, when nearly happening. And I'll say, no, 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 not that so much, but rather like, how does it feel now to think about what happened back then? And there's usually a pause. And, and, and usually people take a few moments to catch up with, oh, how do I feel now about what happened then? This is a really important moment in the process of using focusing in a clinical setting, that pause that comes with, oh, I see it's how I feel now about what happened then and noticing that that's different than how I felt when it happened then. Um, That shift in perspective right there, usually if that shift happens, that opens up into a very healthy process because the process is now oriented towards how I'm feeling right now rather than replaying what happened back then. But some people have an enormous amount of difficulty um, not getting lost in what happened back then, not getting lost in the past, not reliving the trauma or the stress or the heartbreak or the betrayal. They have a lot of difficulty distinguishing between how they felt then and how they feel now. And what happens when we have that difficulty is that we rev ourselves up right now and then we just experience it all over again, and we get nowhere. So it's very, very important in my perspective, from my perspective, to help people distinguish between what they felt then and what they feel now. Now, if somebody cannot make that distinction, I keep working with them to slow down. I help them with relaxation and stress reduction skills. We do kind of uh, exercises to help them create different perspectives on an event, maybe not the traumatic one, but perhaps really minor events, you know, just learning and practicing, seeing things from other angles. But once we get to that point of, oh yeah, it's how I feel now that's important. We work with it now and I can start to show them some of the basic focusing skills. So the first might be, okay, so that thing that happened, how you feel now about it? Where do you feel that in your body? Oh, yeah, it's like in my lower chest, kind of like, you know, my solar plexus. And what does that look like? What does it feel like? Does it have a temperature or a rhythm? Can you notice its boundaries or the fuzzy boundaries of it? Do you notice that it's more in one place than another place? And then this takes a lot of time and I just help them just stay with that. And often we'll have to practice that a lot several sessions. And after several sessions where they can really start to do that independently and be very quiet and stay with it for pretty long periods of time, 30 seconds, 90 seconds, a couple minutes, then I will start to ask them to do this more on their own when they're not with me. And we will check in with that in our sessions. And once we're there, that's a whole lot of progress. And that can take everything from one session to a year or two. And a year or two is a really long time to work with somebody in therapy. And um, times for a therapist, it's hard to keep our confidence up that we're really benefiting them. But as long as we're really in there doing focusing and being sensitive to what we're experiencing and sensitive to what the client is experiencing, I believe it is a benefit. Well, that is that from the Experience Studio at Counts and Confidence in Doylestown, PA. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Abel. And thank you, Mike Whartonby, for producing this. Join us next week. And in the meantime, have fun.